Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to the Bernadette Jackson podcast, where we are redefining how the world views women with daddy issues by discussing topics, sharing stories, and gaining insights all from the perspective of a fatherless daughter. I'm your host, Bernadette, the creator of Her Way Relationship Intensive and your favorite fear investigator. If this is your first time here, here's what I want you to know. The fear of abandonment and rejection is the lens through which fatherless daughters do most things. It informs how they show up in every relationship. Most fatherless daughters are operating in the fear of abandonment cycle and they don't even know it. Each week, I focus on a topic that highlights how fear shows up in our lives, either through conversations with others or deep dives into the insights that I have. If you'd like to know if you're on the fear of abandonment cycle, go to BernadetteJackson.com slash FOA cycle and take my free assessment. Again, that's BernadetteJackson.com forward slash FOA cycle. Hey, y'all. So you may be able to relate to this. I have found myself struggling to forgive at different stages of my healing journey. I remember this one time years ago when I decided that I was going to practice radical forgiveness, y'all. I had probably heard a sermon from one of my faves and I felt convicted to do this because it's the one thing that I had been struggling with for like forever. So I made a list, my I forgive list, and it looked like I forgive, let's call her Crystal for ghosting me for eight months after I asked her to return something that she borrowed from me. Of course, there was no communication issues with Crystal when she needed the thing though, right? I'm sure you guys know what how takers do, so I don't even have to explain it to you and I don't even wanna go into that rabbit hole. But anyway, so I forgive Crystal. And then I would ask the Lord to remove all of the ill feelings I had for Crystal and about the situation. And I would continue with my list, naming everyone that I had a hard time forgiving. I distinctly remember enlisting the practice of saying a silent prayer in my heart anytime anyone on that list came to mind and I felt any kind of negative feelings towards them. I did this for some time, and eventually I began to feel lighter. I was feeling amazing, actually. I was smiling more. I was extremely proud of myself. I honestly felt like I had finally accomplished something that I had struggled with for too long. I felt content and at peace, two things that were new to me on my healing journey. Well, let me tell you, one day I woke up and I was very, very angry. I was bombarded with several very hurtful situations that I had thought I had forgiven. I was remembering details about each situation that I had forgotten about for years. It was overwhelming and I was livid, okay? The anger for those situations were activated all over again, and I could not understand why. All I knew was that the process that I thought that I made 
or the progress rather that I thought that I made seemed to be flushed right down the toilet because here I was back at square one starting my I forgive list all over again with deeper and more detailed offenses. I now know that what I experienced at that moment was a relational healing crisis. So a healing crisis is a temporary worsening of symptoms that arises as we go through the healing process. Because the healing process is like a thawing out of our emotional state, when we are coming out of numbness, which is usually the way that fatherless daughters deal with the traumatic experiences that we've had. And this is also the reason why we tend to be emotionally unavailable and choose emotionally unavailable partners. When we come out of that, like I was saying, we are much more aware and awake of how much pain we were in. And healing sends a signal to our brain, letting it know that our capacity has increased. So all of the things that were hidden away from us for our own mental safety, we actually get exposed to now. And it's because our brain wants us to now eliminate these things. And I know that was a mouthful, but I want you to kind of go with me for a little while. So what does it mean? You know, when I usually say that my healing journey is like when I'm taking three steps forward and two steps back. I know you guys have heard me say that, right? Well, the healing crisis is like those two steps back. But here's the great news. The great news is that your body will never put you through a healing crisis if you do not have the mental capacity to endure it. I'm going to say that again. Your body will never put you through a healing crisis if you do not have the mental capacity to endure it. That means that if you actually find yourself experiencing a healing crisis, I want you to know that it is an indication that you are on the right track. So keep going. Keep going. You might be wondering, well, how do I know if I'm experiencing a healing crisis? Well, let's start with how healing actually works. There are three phases that we go through when we decide to heal from our trauma. They are the elimination phase, the transition phase, and the building phase. The elimination phase is where we uproot and we get rid of the limiting beliefs and the coping and defense mechanisms that we've developed as a result of the trauma that we've experienced. This is where we take inventory of our relationships and we feel all of the feelings of the things that once were buried. And now we are learning new coping skills in this phase to handle all of what has been coming up for us in the elimination phase. Then we move on to the transition phase, and this is where self-discovery begins. This is where authenticity blooms, and this is where we make the decision to be our most authentic self every single day in every single situation. This is where we notice our triggers, and instead of responding with fear-based responses that we used before, we are now using tools that we learned in an elimination phase. 
We become hyper aware of how we have grown, what we used to do and why, and we can actually see the progress that we're making. This is typically where the healing crisis happens. It is hard to accept the fact that the healing crisis is going to come right after you feel better than you have in years. But this is this is where it happens. And lastly, what comes up next is the building phase. So this is where we are taking everything that we have learned about ourselves and all of the new tools that we acquired into our new relationships that we're attracting. We are developing new habits that support our growth and we're looking for environments that are going to support these new choices that we're making, right? So now that we know what healing looks like, let's get back to how we can identify if we are experiencing healing this healing crisis. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsor. Many of us stop living fully because of what happened to us. We stop because they hurt me or they weren't there for me or love didn't work out for me. Well, it's time to leave the past behind and be unstoppable. The Unstoppable Conference features four amazing speakers that will help you leave the past behind. I know the past can be painful because my past experiences made me feel shame, guilt, and even embarrassment. But I also know that you can leave the past behind when you begin to see yourself the way God sees you. You can overcome pain. I'm Denise Taylor, and I'm so excited to be partnering with Bernadette on Team Unstoppable. The Unstoppable Conference is completely free, and it's just in time for the new year. December 26th through 30th, this virtual conference will help you accept once and for all that what happened to you did not ruin you. Now, I hope you're ready for a new you in 2022 because change will be the outcome and you will be unstoppable. Now, check out the show notes for a link to join us live each night. It's completely free. Learn more online at www.denisetaylor.live. And we already know Bernadette is going to show up and show out. So be sure to support her as she speaks on Tuesday night during the Unstoppable Conference. All right. So the two things that we have to have happen before a healing crisis occurs is one, the decision to heal and two, action taken towards that healing. So again, the two things that have to happen before healing crisis can occur is one, the decision to heal and two, action taken towards that healing. So this can look like therapy. It can look like you enrolling in my Her Way Relationship Intensive Program. It can look like you purchasing a book. It can look like you joining a a support group or any of the many ways that will help you to process your pain and facilitate new habits. If those two things are happening, a healing crisis can occur. 
So once those two prerequisites are in place, a relational healing crisis feels like a re-experiencing of all of the old hurts associated with the traumatic experience, sometimes more extremely, though usually more briefly than the original time you experienced it. So if we go back to when I was telling you the story where I said that, you know, one day I woke up super angry and I started to remember even more details about the situation that I had forgotten for years. That is what I mean when I say that you're going to re-experience the old hurts associated with traumatic experience and sometimes more extremely, even though more briefly, you're going to feel them than you did the original time you experienced it. So here's another example of that. Anytime we're going through a healing journey, this usually also is coupled with you wanting to um, get your body snatched in some way. If you're not already a person who uh, takes care of yourself physically, where you already have a routine where you exercise, you eat well and things like that. Whenever you're going through a healing journey, you start to take inventory of all of the different ways that you have not cared for your body. And one of the quickest ways that we like to feel like we are so so accomplished in this area is that we will start to eat well and we will start to exercise because it just goes hand in hand with wanting to be well all all around right so Let's say, you know, this is what you've decided and you have decided that you're going to cut sugar out of your diet. And one of the reasons you decided this was not so much because you wanted to lose weight, but because you know that you struggle with acne and you know that one of the triggers of your acne has been that you have a sweet tooth. You like sweets, you like um, cake, you like candy, whatever it is. And before healing, it wasn't something that you prioritize because honestly, like the numbness kind of just numbs your mind to all of the different things that you're doing that are not healthy. So now that you're fully awake and you're aware of what's been going on, you're saying to yourself, I'm going to cut sugar out of my diet. You're going well, you know, it's it's going good. You've been doing it now for maybe about two weeks and you can see that your skin is starting to clear. You've been drinking your water, you've been on it. And you're proud, you know, because you're seeing the physical results of the labor that you've been putting in and it's working. Now, one week later, three weeks into this no sugar, what happens? You suddenly have a very bad breakout. And you're alarmed because you haven't eaten any sugar. And so you're wondering what on earth is going on. But what's happening is that your body has gone through the elimination phase and it has removed all the toxins that you have um, accumulated with all the sugar intake and all of the things that you were eating that were, weren't really that great for your skin. And your skin is now reacting to the release of all of that waste. And so the breakout happens. That cycle that I just described is called a healing crisis. It's just your body's way of reacting to the shock of it dealing with a new way of doing things. It understands that this new way is better for you. It knows that this is going to mean, you know, a better quality of life going forward. But because you are so used to doing things in a way that um, ignored what should have been top of mind, and because you're so used to, to numbing things and what have you, when you bring to full attention everything that you once ignored, 
it's a shock to the system. And that is what the healing crisis looks like. Similarly, when you feel yourself slipping into the painful memories of the past, ride the wave. Just ride the wave. Notice how you feel and what you need. Lean on your community and give yourself grace at this point. This is where you should be practicing self-compassion and self-nurturing because those two things are going to be your best friend when you are dealing with a relational healing crisis. It is very, very common to feel vulnerable during this time. So I don't want you to be alarmed. The worst thing that you can do is to retreat into yourself and close yourself off from help or nurturing from others because it feels too raw. Lean fully into it as uncomfortable as it is, because believe it or not, this healing crisis is both an indication of your growth and an opportunity to grow further. So take it. Okay. I hope that this episode was helpful to you. We are going to be back next week with, or next time rather, with Axe Bernadette. I don't want you to forget that you can have your questions featured on a future episode by going to BernadetteJackson.com forward slash help. Again, that is BernadetteJackson.com forward slash help. If you want to um, hit me up in the DMs or if you want to engage about what we talked about here or anything else, you can follow me on IG at Bernadette N. Jackson. That's B-E-R-N-A-D-E-T-T-E-N Jackson. And I will see you in the next one. You can also go to the link in my bio to sign up for the Unstoppable Conference. The link will for that, as well as everything that we have mentioned here, will be in my bio. So you can always go to IG to find the latest information from me, to get um, the quickest response from me, and just to see what I'm doing. All right. So I don't want you guys to forget that you deserve amazing relationships. So start with the relationship with yourself. Okay. Bye.